Greetings in Christ Jesus and welcome once again to the Twin Steeples podcast. Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota, whose main goals are to share God's saving word and to communicate the ongoing activity of Christ's kingdom here at Emmanuel. Thank you for joining us today. Today is Wednesday, November 2nd, 2022. I'm your host, Pastor Joe Nauman, joined by Pastor Neil Radical. This morning I'd like to begin with a brief devotional thought based on Hebrews chapter 4, verses 1 through 8. And here the writer of the Hebrews is speaking on the topic of rest. Therefore, while the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us fear lest any of you should seem to have failed to reach it. For good news came to us just as to them, but the message they heard did not benefit them because they were not united by faith with those who listened. For we who have believed enter that rest, as he said, as I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest, although his works were finished from the foundation of the world. For he has spoke somewhere spoken of the seventh day in this way, and God rested on the seventh day from all his works. And again in this passage he said, They shall not enter my rest. Since therefore it remains for some to enter it, and those who formerly received the good news failed to enter because of disobedience, again he points to a certain day, today, saying through David so long afterward, in the words already quoted, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken of another day later on. Now we can't think about this word rest without considering the third commandment. Um, the third commandment, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. And the third commandment is, a, is an interesting study and a crossover between two kinds of the laws that God gave to Moses on Mount Sinai. So, on Mount Sinai, we teach our confirmation kids that God gave three kinds of laws. There were ceremonial laws, civil laws, and moral laws. And so the civil laws were the laws governing day-to-day life, um, what to do if someone stole something from someone else, or if an animal got loose and hurt somebody else, or you know, it's the, the, the laws dealing with how people should interact with one another uh, inside of their government. There's also the, the ceremonial laws, which were, which were the laws that God gave about how worship should take place. And then there's also the moral laws, uh, which deal with uh, how humans should interact with one another on a moral level and in, in our interaction as we strive to love our neighbors as ourselves. And the, the moral laws, of course, summarized by the Ten Commandments. And the Ten Commandments certainly still apply to us today. But those other laws, the civil laws, no longer apply to us today. We live under a different governmental system appointed by God uh, governing our lives. And the ceremonial laws no longer apply to us anymore today in the sense that Jesus fulfilled so many of the, those, uh, those pictures, those prophecies that were pointing to him. So we don't sacrifice lambs in church anymore because Jesus is the lamb of God who took away the sin of the world. But the third commandment is a crossover because it applies to, it's both a ceremonial law, it's how God told the Old Testament people to worship, and also it's a moral law in that it's the third commandment to remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy, to have that rest. Um, and understanding that, how it, it applies in both of those situations, help us as we understand what the writer to the Hebrews is talking about here. Because uh, it seems as though many people, especially the Jews, um, that obviously it's the letter to the Hebrews, so he was writing to the Hebrews, um, the Jewish people, it seems as though many believe that the rest that God was speaking about was not a, a, a spiritual or an eternal rest, but rather a physical rest or even a, a, a re a reconquering of the land of Canaan that God had given to his people so long ago. And that's what you see in verse 8 of our text where it says, If Joshua had given them that rest, 
God would not have spoken of another day later on. And so that's what the writer of the Hebrews is speaking about here, is how this rest needs to continue to be proliferated throughout uh, throughout the, the world, that this rest needs to be shared with other people, and that today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts, and that, that rest needs to come to all people all over the world. Um, so with all that understanding, I guess, of um, mm-hmm. the ceremonial idea of rest, the moral idea of of remembering the Sabbath day, keeping that rest, the fact that we need to share this rest. Um, what is, maybe that'll just be my question for you, Pastor, is what, what is this rest that the writer of the Hebrews is talking about here? Well, I, I really like the way you introduced this because this is a fantastic section. I think when you look at the first eight verses, definitely like you were pointing out, that transitional verse eight into nine and following the rest of the chapter explains that this rest is more than just the physical land rest. I think the easiest way to understand this is that because it's written to the Jewish people, like you said, it's it's following back to the promise that God gave to Abraham in Genesis 12. It was a promised land, it was a promised nation, but it was also a promised covenant of the Messiah that would come. So like verse 8 says, it's not just about the land, fellow Hebrews, fellow Jewish people, it's about the covenant that God spoke beyond that. And that's why uh, this reminds me of all kinds of different stuff. You know, this last week, you remember we were going through Romans chapter 2, and Prof. Keeney mentioned, we were talking about, well, how are the Old Testament believers saved? And I think he was quoting this verse that we didn't actually reference, where it says in verse 3 that although his works, God's works, were finished before the, from the foundation of the world. So that idea of when God made that covenant promise that the Messiah would come, it was as good as done. Christ, you know, as far as we are concerned with time and our timeline it had not yet happened yet but when God makes a promise he confirms it with an oath and it's it's his promise stands it's it will be fulfilled it has been fulfilled and we can always trust in the fulfillment of his promises so ultimately it's a rest that goes back to the promise that God not only gave to Abraham but to Adam and Eve in the garden and fulfilled in Christ our Savior would probably be the best way to describe it and so it's a it's an eternal rest but it's also a a weekly rest, like it mentions there in the, the seventh day, that God rested from his work. So he's establishing this. You mentioned the third commandment right away, so I think that's well spoken, is that the day of rest that we set aside for every week, which we should do that according to God's commandment and our love for him, it points to our eternal rest that we have in him as well. And I think also, you know, in that third commandment, we need to understand that, yes, it was a ceremonial law in the Old Testament that they had to worship on Saturday. That was the seventh day, right? The first day was a Sunday. On Sunday, the first day of the of the of the universe, God made light. On the seventh day, God rested, right? And so that's the Saturday, um, the day that God rested. And so in the Old Testament, the rule was that is the day you set aside for God, and and on that day you do no work, um, you meditate on God and His work for us. And that was the law. Um, God said that's how you you have to do. In the New Testament, uh, Jesus fulfilled that that law by by keeping the Sabbath uh, throughout his life. And now he says, I have fulfilled that law, and now I give you the freedom to worship me as you as you wish and as you desire. And so in the New Testament, um, there's no longer a law. There's no longer, no longer a legalistic, this is the day that you have to do this, um, which there was in the Old Testament, but there's not in the New Testament. Um, and so we, we uh, traditionally, our worship service, even though we have Saturday service too, um, Sunday is the day we've set aside in the New Testament to, for the worship of God. And that, uh, that Sunday... Worship of, of God is reflective of the day that Jesus rose from the dead um, because that's really what gives us rest is the fact that Jesus conquered death through his death and his resurrection. And because of that, now we have 
rest. Jesus is our Sabbath. He is that peace that we have. And as, as it says in our in verse 2 there, the good news came to us just as them, but the message did not benefit them because they were not united by faith with those who listened. So we who by faith hear this good news of Jesus Christ and hear this message of salvation, we believe in it, we have that rest, we have that peace, but those who don't believe in it, they don't have that rest. And so you see in the world, you know, people that, you know, there is, there is not a, uh, there, there's a desire, a need for, for peace, for happiness, for uh, a satisfaction that the world just can't give. And that's what Jesus said. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you, not as the world gives do I give to you. The world cannot be at peace. The world cannot have true rest without Jesus. And that's why it's so important for us to share that. Totally agree. Well, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, it's, I love sections like this where there's so much that's brought in. and uh, Yeah, I would wish we could spend a lot more time studying and talking about it today. Yeah. Let's pray. Lord Heavenly Father, we thank you for uh, giving us your rest. Thank you for giving us Jesus, our true Sabbath, uh, who came into this world to live the perfect life we could not, who died on the cross to take away all of our, our failings, our sins, our shortcomings, and who rose again triumphant that Easter morning in order to give us rest. We are now at peace with you. We're reconciled to you through the work of Jesus Christ. And because of that, we have true rest. Uh, Lord, give that peace, that rest to our hearts. Help us to take comfort in you and your word and bless us as we walk as your children in this world. We pray these things in your name. Amen. Amen. Okay, we got a number of weekly updates and reminders for you. Uh, online midweek Bible class, again, picking up this evening. We're in 1 John chapter 4. Uh, watch for the email on that. I hope you can join us for that. Uh, this past weekend, uh, we had a joint Reformation service. I was actually out of town for a funeral, but Pastor Radical uh, led the service. You want to Recap how that went for us, Pastor. Yeah, it was really joyful to see how many other uh, other CLC members came from other congregations. Some, uh, mostly obviously from the Minnesota group, but so it was, it was a blessing. We had pretty close to 150 people total, and uh, the gymnasium. That thank everyone for who was able to help set up and take down for that and serve the food. Everything went really well for the potluck as well. That was exciting. Um, you know, as far as the service itself went, we talked about that rest. Uh, we just did our devotion in Hebrews 4, 1 through 8. Uh, I led that off. I know Pastor Pfeiffer was going to do that, but I led that off with the first part. Pastor Willits uh, did the second part for all the saints who seek refuge. And then the third part, Pastor George Duman did a saint is no hero. So our service was really focused on All Saints Day, what is a saint, and then focusing on how we as Christians, because of the blood of Christ, are saints and have this rest because of Christ. So a lot of things that Luther wrestled with, with the Reformation, as far as you know, the Catholic Church would say what a saint is, you know, Scripture really gives us that clear understanding that everyone who trusts in Jesus is a saint in God's eyes. So um, yeah, it was a wonderful reminder of those truths from the Word of God. Awesome. Wish I could have been there. Uh, this coming weekend uh, is communion, so prepare your hearts for that as we uh, prepare to come to the Lord's table. Um, also coming up this weekend on Sunday is the sophomore 5K. Running out of time to register for that. Um, you can look at our old bulletins uh, and email announcements that are sent out if you'd like to register for that. That's 2 o'clock Sunday afternoon at Riverfront Park. Um, the weekend after that, uh, we are remembering the 50th anniversary of the rededication of the church sanctuary. Um, so in 1971, the church sanctuary uh, burned. Uh, the, the, the ceiling caved in. Uh, the the walls remained, and so they reused those walls in the building of the new, uh, our current sanctuary. 
and we'll uh, we'll give thanks to God for 50 years of that. Uh, so in 1972, uh, the next year, they finally had completed the work on that, and so we'll be remembering that uh, coming up uh, next in two weeks from, two weeks from now. Uh, the that next weekend after that is drama weekend in our high school, so they're putting on a, a Charlie Brown play this weekend. And uh, that'd be the 18th through the 20th. Uh, and you can check out, again, the bulletin for more information on those performance times. Um, our Thanksgiving schedule is coming up. Hard to believe it's November already, but uh, it is coming up soon. Uh, November 23rd and 24th. So it's 23rd is Wednesday. We'll have a, we'll have a Wednesday evening service, uh, which will be duplicated then on Thursday morning. So they're going to be exactly the same service. So feel free to come to one or the other, or both if you so choose. Um, but uh, that'll be the same Thanksgiving service. And then following the service on Wednesday evening, we're going to have the, the Pie Palooza. Uh, so that was a big hit last year. Um, hope you can join us for that. It might be nice to do Wednesday night with your church family, Thursday uh, Thanksgiving with your, your family at home, um, however you choose to do that. Uh, but but uh, please note that Pie Palooza and, and join us for that should be a lot of fun. If you're interested in helping that out too, uh, last year it was a lot of cutting of pies. So please talk to our secretary, Hillary Lee, and if you want to help out with the serving of the pies or cutting, because that can get pretty overwhelming. We, we had dozens of pies last year, so there's a lot to do. So if you want to help out, please speak up. All right. Our prayer list for this week, uh, we continue to keep Tom Jensen and Carrie Dale in our prayers as they both deal with uh, these terminal cancer diagnoses. Uh, and we also keep John Hine in our prayers, pastor up in uh, Fridley, uh, Minnesota. He's dealing with that thymic carcinoma uh, cancer. It sounds like he's going to be undergoing chemotherapy very soon here. Uh, so we'll keep him in our prayers and certainly the, uh, his family and, uh, and his congregation as well up there. Um, I mentioned I was out of town for a funeral this weekend. Last week, uh, Wednesday, uh, Joanna Dolzel, who is a, uh, uh, a daughter of a couple of former teachers up at Berea Lutheran Church, uh, she was called home to heaven. Uh, last week, and so uh, she has two nine-year-old boys uh, and leaves uh, them behind and her husband as well, so we keep keep the Dolezal family in our prayers. And then finally, uh, I'm still wrestling with the, the, the joint call out to Linwood, Washington and Tacoma, Washington. These are two suburbs of this in the Seattle area. Um, they've, they've both called me as a joint call together uh, to serve both of them, um, so if you have thoughts or uh, comments that you'd like to share with me regarding that call, I'd certainly be open to that. You can get a hold of me through email, call, or text, and uh, uh, invite your prayers, please, for that as I, as I and my family wrestle through this call process and look to see what the Lord's will is for us. Hello. What's that? Yeah, hello. No. Uh, uh, which brings us to the, uh, Solomon's proverb today that we'll be going through, which is, comes from Proverbs chapter 14, verses 29 through 30. Would you like to lead us through that pastor sure he who is slow to wrath has great understanding but he who is impulsive exalts folly a sound heart is life to the body but envy is rottenness to the bones I like the way these two verses flow into each other the first one a lot of times we talk about patience he who is slow to wrath has great understanding I was it's funny I know several people who's when I mentioned the word patience uh, they've said, Lord, I need patience, but I need it right now. It's, uh, that's not the way the Lord works, you know. He develops our characteristics over time. He de- over time, he develops patience. And, the, you know, it's certainly patience is a, a virtue. It's a, a blessing that the Lord gives to us that we all need, we all should want. 
and that understanding of how we react to different cir- circumstances is very important. Um, you think of like a parent reacting to, or you think of your parents and how they reacted to you when you were children. Was it beneficial when they were patient and considered? It didn't mean that it weren't disciplinary, it just means that how they reacted. But you look at the second half of this, but he who is impulsive exalts folly. Uh, Pastor Nauman, maybe you can talk about that phrase a little bit more. Yeah, so we looked. We actually looked up the Hebrew there because we were wondering about what it meant exactly before we uh, before we got on the on the podcast here, and it's literally it's uh, short spirited. So it's uh, uh, ruach is spirit in the old in the Hebrew, and it's so short spirited or short tempered. So it's someone who you know doesn't is very quick to uh, uh, react in a negative way, and I you know it brings to mind to me the eighth commandment, the explanation of the eighth commandment, which is interpret all your neighbor's words and actions in the best possible way. It, it can be very easy to quickly assume the worst, to think that, well, that person, you know, is is reacting negative to me. That person thinks that what I did in this situation was bad. And a lot of times it's because we're self-conscious or self-overly uh, sensitive in certain areas that, that we maybe should not be, and we're, we're just expecting someone to attack us or expecting someone to react negatively toward us rather than... Uh, just honestly thinking about what they're doing and trying to interpret it in the best way possible. And so um, by by being quick to wrath, and so, you know, the first half of that verse, slow to wrath versus uh, short-tempered versus short-spirited, um, you know, is, is well, Solomon's giving it, telling us, you know, be, be short to wrath and don't be short to temper. <laughs> uh, we should be long, long-suffering. And that's a reminder of what our you know what our God is with us. You know He's very long-suffering. He's very patient with us um, in in our sin. You know if if God didn't have patience with us, boy, we'd be in a bad way, and very quickly He would uh, run out of patience. But He is long-suffering, and He's He bears with us. And you can think through the Old Testament. You know, think of the children of Israel. How often we see them uh, turning away from God, or not losing te- losing patience with God as they're wandering the wilderness, or you know, even uh, as Moses was on Mount Sinai, they were building a they lost patience and they built a, a a golden calf, you know. So uh, having patience with God, having patience with one another, bearing long suffering, and not being impulsive and saying, you know, we're going to think this all the way through. And it's a good lesson for just practical day to day life too, isn't it? I mean, um, too often we think, well, we got to act right now. We got to make a decision about this right now. We got to um, we got to be, sh- you know, now, now, now. And we live in a now, now, now world. And um, oftentimes, uh, well, Luther said you know, well prayed is half prepared, you know. Um, so I'm thinking about this when connection with my, you know, my call right now. Um, there's a temptation just to be impulsive and say, oh, I don't want to think about it. No, or I don't want to think about it. Sure, I'll go. Um, but part of the process is I need to think it all the way through and, you know, examine my talents and gifts and examine the needs of both congregations and, you know, not be impulsive about it, but really think it all the way through and say, God, and in a, in a God-pleasing way, um, ask for his spirit to, for guidance and see what what his will is for for me and for my family and for all the congregations involved too. So, being slow um, slow spirited uh, is encouraged here. Not that, and again, that, you know, this is a general principle too. So it's not as if you can never make a quick decision. There's times you have to, you know, that, yeah. you know, such is life. But um, doing so in a in a wrathful or a impatient way is is a recipe for disaster. Well, I like when you go to. Th- second verse too that we read there is a sound heart is life to the body it, it, obviously this is all good healthy practice and that's going to be true of the sound heart 
is it is it following this wisdom the Lord gives to us? Is it listening to the Word of God? Is it pondering and praying the decisions we need to make in our day to day life? We know envy leads us away from the Lord and ruins our soul in that sense because we're just jealous all the time or upset or angry or hostile. But I like that sound heart because you look at New Testament times too and you see that sound heart talks about sound doctrine too and a lot of times we think of doctrine as a like a educational thing. Doctrine is life, you know, so doctrine is the word of God. Doctrine is Christ. And so when we think of a sound heart as life to the body, it's a sound faith, a sound healthiness of understanding what God's word means brings us that slowness like you mentioned because of our love for Christ and his long suffering with us that's based on the scriptures what we've taught from the word of God and that gives us that sound heart which gives us that life and that soundness of our body as well so I really like the way those those two proverbs are connected in that regard yeah and the last part of verse 32 that envy is rottenness to the bones you can, I mean you can just apply this to your own life you know as you um I just read the, the, I just got the spokesman yesterday and there was an article in there about, um, if you, have you ever thought about winning the lottery? Have you ever imagined what would you do if you had, a, if you had a hundred million dollars tomorrow, what would you do with it? And, um, you know, it's, you know, we might say, well, it's, it's harmless fun to just imagine what would you do with a million dollars? Um, but really the point, the point the article makes is it's not harmless fun. Um, because all of a sudden you're visual, all of a sudden you are, um, you are visualizing for yourself a reality that is not, that is not reality you are you're uh, imagining something that is not real and that um, can be actually harmful for yourself as you put and make physical material things more important than spiritual and eternal things um, and and as you as you become more materialistic in that way you become less as you become more attached to the physical you become less uh, attached to the spiritual and that's something that God certainly encourages here and as you think about you know and you see this all over the world right the richest people are oftentimes uh, uh, mistreated or they're they're looked down upon or they're thought of as evil just because they're they're rich or wealthy or whatever um, and that's I think largely because of envy you know you can see people you know you think of the billionaires and the, the millionaires out there and people are envious of them and it rots them away and it, it, it ruins their life and you know we can say well they should uh, they should have to pay their fair share or whatever and that's all fine and good it doesn't you know that doesn't matter but the problem is envy you know as you're looking at them and saying you know I should have a share of that or you know I'm not as blessed as I should be or I, you know my life isn't as comfortable as it should be that's envy um, and we need to be very careful about that because it's something that as the, our text says it's rottenness to the bones it, it'll, it'll eat you up it'll ruin your life and you can see that with so many sins um, where that where that sin ruins a person's life and ruins their spiritual life and, and drives them away from God because they become obsessed with money, obsessed with uh, lust, obsessed with hatred, and it'll, it'll eat you up inside and it'll ruin your life. Pray for the Lord to give us a content heart. Yeah. God lead us with contentment. This is great gain. Yeah. 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 And that's what only the gospel can do that. Right. And that's why the gospel is so important. All right, uh, we'll close today with uh, uh, hymn 589 in the Red Hymnal. How blessed are ye whose toils are ended, who through death have unto God ascended. You have risen from the cares which keep us still in prison. We are still as in a dungeon living, still oppressed with sorrow and misgiving. Our undertakings are but toils and troubles and heartbreakings. You, meanwhile, are in your chambers sleeping, quiet and set free from all our weeping, no cross or sadness, there can hinder your untroubled gladness. Christ has wiped away your tears forever. You, you have that 
for which we still endeavor. To you are chanted songs that ne'er to mortal ears were granted. Ah, who would then not depart with gladness, to inherit heaven for earthly sadness? Who here would languish longer in bewailing and in anguish? Come, O Christ, and loose the chains that bind us. Lead us forth and cast this world behind us. With thee, the anointed, find the soul its joy and rest appointed. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Twin Steeples podcast. Once again, Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota. For more information about the ongoing activity here, we'd invite you to check out our website, emmanuelmankato.org. Until next time, may God bless and keep you, and may you always remember, Emmanuel, God is with you.